Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. We talked about how regret is often viewed negatively and it can serve as a valuable teacher and a catalyst for personal growth. And we talked about some examples of how regret can offer wisdom for our decision-making in the future. And we talked about reflection and learning, course correction. That's some of the things that we would probably want to put in place if there's any decisions that we made that were made out of emotions that we didn't really wish we, we did. We, we want to change it now. And it's not going to, this isn't the type of example that's going to hurt someone, but it is going to take some adjusting. All right. So let's talk down here about the art of regret management. And then we're going to talk about coping with regret. And then we're going to hit tonight. Turning regret into growth. Let me see. I want to thank um, those who gave. I think um, Yolanda Dawson, even though you said an EI book, I'm not sure. Um, thank you for your cash app. Audrea Shields, thank you for your cash app. Cam Jackson, thank you for your cash app. And um, Vanessa, for no regrets. Thank you for your cash app. I thank you yes, um, yesterday after detox, Elisa, thank you for sewing after detox, Anna sold. Thank you for sewing. And looks like Damien did as well. Thank you all so much for your giving. It's so appreciated. I had a wonderful day today. I'm on sabbatical rest from ministry in the month of January. And it's been a goal of mine for about five years to just look at a magazine. To just look at a magazine and I've been willing if I can just read one article in a magazine because I get some really good magazines. You know, I get the entrepreneur magazine because I am destined and I am determined to open up a business this year that's going to bring in additional income because I really want to double up for my retirement days. So I need some income and I'm already in the services business. I serve as a people helper, as a pastor apostle, and I serve as a people helper with therapeutic life coaching for mental health. So I'm all serviced out. So I'm looking for something that's a passive income, money that can um, be used, um, can be of service to someone 24 hours a day while I'm sleeping. Someone can go to you know, like a 24 hour laundromat or a, a bunch of vending machines or, you know, something where I don't have to actually provide the service. It's automatic. You know, we have some of that in life coaching, um, the live women webinars. I told you I have it where people can uh, log in and take their anger management classes, print their certificate and take it right back to court with them. So that's a passive income, but I need something larger. So I stay in the entrepreneur and the economist magazine because they mention a lot of business ideas to open. They mention a lot of uh, businesses that are coming up uh, that that are like, you know, firsthand frontline information. They were the first one 
to break news that when Oprah started showing her dog on TV, the Entrepreneur Magazine said, hurry up and open up dog grooming, dog kennels, dog daycares, because when Oprah showed that dog, there would be a rush in people getting dogs. Again, another rush happened during COVID. So people, um, the anything dog business, dog outfits, you know, anything dog business. I hear veterinarians are making crazy money, way more than they did from the veterinarian of old from 20 years ago. So I stay in these magazines because I like to be cutting edge. That's the word. Very cutting edge with information. And I'm sharing this right now as part of mentoring y'all to get into some of these magazines. I don't read the gossip magazines. I don't read anything that wastes my time. My time is expensive. I have a limited amount of time here on this earth and I want to live the abundant life that was promised to me. Um, and then I have magazines because I love anything with domestication. I love cooking. I love designing. Um, I love decorating. Those are my pastimes. I absolutely love it. So today, my point is I finally had the time to look through two magazines and I haven't been able to do that in five years. Even at the spa, I haven't had time to do it. So today I looked at two magazines. Oh, and I also get, of course, Psychology Magazine and I got a good teaching I want to bring up and it talks about um, the magazine article, which is going to be my opening point, talked about um, what do you do when you have to separate in family when it's time to you know cut the ties um from other family members for your own mental health and i'm gonna i'm going to read the article and then open up the the live for discussions on that you know some of the pros and the cons and the yays and the nays from it to bring these topics to um to front and center um so, yeah, I was just so happy to be able to do that today. I've got some good ideas I want to do with the mantle on my fireplace. And I felt so good after about four hours of um, hauling out stuff that I'm getting rid of and purging pots and pans and cups and glasses. You know, those old baking papers, y'all, those metal baking pans that we burnt the cookies on 10 years ago. And now they're just burnt right. Well, yeah, I got rid of a lot of that stuff today. So I got a lot of things done today, so I'm feeling very hype, and I hope y'all can roll with me tonight. Um, the one thing I didn't get rid of today is any regret, because if you've heard me say this in the past, I try my best to live with zero regret. It was a lesson that was taught to me earlier, and I um, listened to the preaching and um, I realized that when I shared it that I did not finish the story but I had shared that my sister when I was living with her in California and I came back home she had dropped two nuggets on me and one of the nuggets that she shared with me was to don't have any regrets she said to me regret triggers cells in your body of cancer do not carry regret, Suzanne. And I was 15 or 16 when she dropped that on me. And I still keep that present to this day. And I don't know why. Um, I believe that might have been the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom speaking through her to me because I've never been able to drop it. It stays with me. So to this very day, I carry no regrets. I chalk everything up to a learning experience. Um, even the things that I say I wish I didn't do and if I could do over I would do differently but I stay clear away from the verbiage and the mindset of regret and um, I don't know if she knew this when she was dro dropping me off at the airport 
in California or not. But my sister died probably two years after from cancer. From cancer. So I wonder if this was something that the Holy Spirit revealed to her in her fight at the time um, that maybe she knew and didn't tell me or the family yet that she knew she had cancer. But she said that to me at the airport and it stuck with me my entire life. So I hope that I can impart in you spiritually and psychologically to get rid of any regrets in your life. Can we indulge? Coping with regret. <sighs> Take a breather. Self-compassion. One important factor of coping with any regrets that you have is having self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Can you put that in the chat? Be kind to yourself. I really, really, really want you to get this mindset of, of not feeling guilty for being kind to yourself. When someone compliments your outfit, don't tell them where you got it from and how much it costs. Just be kind to you. Say thank you. When someone gives you a compliment, lift up your head and say thank you. You know, the opposite of low self-esteem is arrogance. So oftentimes when we're low in esteem and we don't feel F-I-L-L, our esteem up functionally in a healthy way, we end up filling it with arrogance. And all you have to do is be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Work on lifting your self-esteem by being kind to yourself. Understanding that making mistakes and experiencing regret is a part of being human. Somebody take a breather right there. Uh, an embarrassment came to me while I was going over the book when I was making the final edit. And it was something that happened to me in a public audience. I had a public audience and I was, I didn't think I was going to be able to come back from it. I faked it really, really good to kind of get through it, but I didn't think I was going to come back from it. But you know, it was, it was nothing. I chalked it up as an embarrassing moment and I learned to laugh at it. And I had to make myself laugh at it instead of getting angry with myself, instead of counting myself out, instead of ridiculing myself, calling myself idiot or a dummy or you're not ready. All these things that I could have done. I decided to say, well, you embarrassed yourself. Now just laugh and move on. That's right. Because making mistakes, Thomasina, is a part of being human. We have to learn to laugh at ourselves, even when it's a great embarrassment and many people may be laughing. You're going to have to learn to laugh at yourself to get through some of these things, because if you were not taught as a child or if you were raised in a home that really pushed perfectionists on you or really was hard on you when you made a mistake, didn't teach you how to adjust your emotions when you're embarrassed, you're going to find these things very difficult to bounce back from. And I need you to be leaders. I need you to prosper. So treat yourself, and this is a motto, treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding you would offer to a friend facing a similar situation. Now, if a friend came to me and was embarrassed over that, I would ride it out with them. Please, we're going to stand in this together. Nobody going to laugh at you. We're going to shut it down. We're going to handle it. I would ride and die with my friend. But if it was me, I would kick myself, punish myself, 
all this negative self-talk. And instead, just offer yourself the same kindness you would offer to someone else facing a similar situation. Another way to cope with regret is forgiveness. Wow. Forgiveness. That's a big F word. Forgive yourself for past decisions. Can you type that in the chat? I forgive myself for past decisions. And you know which decisions you're talking about. No one needs to have you write it all out in here. I forgive myself for past decisions. I see you, Latanya. I see you, Kamisha. Noemi. Yes, Thomasina. Now I want you to breathe. Now, did you type it and in your mind said it? Because if you did, this time I want you to say it with your lips. I want you to say it with your voice. I want you to say, I forgive myself for past decisions. And I want you to breathe it out. Mm, do you all feel that? Do you feel that? Somebody's eyes are filling up with tears because you never thought that you would even be able to get those words out of your soul. Can we try it one more time? I want you to breathe in your nose and hold it for two seconds. Ready? Breathe in. One, two. Breathe out your mouth. That's the proper breathing in your nose. Hold it for a couple seconds. Release it out your mouth. Now I want you to say it again. I forgive myself for past decisions. And since hopefully you're alone and you're in a safe place, I want you to state, if you can, if you're alone, if you're with someone, I don't want you to do this because they may not be ready. Remember, we don't know if they are offering us an open conversation. So if there is one particular regret and you are by yourself, I want you to go ahead and say, I forgive myself for getting in debt. I forgive myself for not forgiving so-and-so before they died. I want you to go ahead and speak one of these out to yourself. Only if you're alone. Do not do this if I'm not there and another person is there. We don't want to start that dialogue. Yeah. Is there one in particular? I forgive myself. And as you forgive yourself, I want you to release all shame. I want you to release all embarrassment. I forgive myself for ignoring the red flags and ended up with a broken heart. I forgive myself for getting involved with someone who made it clear they didn't want anything more than what it was at the moment. And maybe I had children by them. And now I have children to raise without their help. And sometimes I find myself being angry at the children. I forgive myself. If you need more help with that, we're here. We're, we're, we're willing, ready, open to help you. Forgiveness allows you to release emotional burdens you know that's the heaviest burden there is is the emotional burden 
Forgiveness allows us to release the emotional burden of regret and to move forward with a sense of closure. Now, when you forgive yourself, it doesn't mean you're forgetting the situation. It doesn't mean even yet that maybe you're releasing the situation or the perpetrator or the person. But just start with forgiving yourself. If we can make the first step. Hi, my name is, what's your name? And I have carried regret. And today I forgive myself for carrying this regret. And I allow myself to receive forgiveness. And I loose the emotional burden from my loins from my soul, from my spirit, from my mind, from my emotions. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, come on, Noemi, I see you. I want to forgive myself and mean it. I want you to as well. Wow. Wow, look at the comments. Yes. I'm with you, Dawson. Come on. That's right. We got to breathe this one out one more time. Let's go. One, two, three. Because I can feel this one in my neck. Ready? Go. In our nose. Hold it. I forgive myself and release self-blame and guilt. Very good, Thomasina. Come on, Mike Tate. Come on, Bernard. I forgive myself for carrying regret and carrying the burden of it all. I apply the blood of Jesus, which means there's an atonement for any room that I have given psychologically or spiritually to any enemies of my soul, enemies of negative self-talk, the emotional burden of regret that may be causing sickness in my body. I forgive myself spiritually for holding regrets as if I'm God over my own life and I loose my regrets to God. He will know what to do with it better than I do. I heal myself from all regrets. Seek support. When you want to get rid of regret, seek support. Talk to a trusted friend, family member, your life coach, a therapist. You know, you can start in that order, too, if you have trusted people until you say, look, this is this. I need therapy. Some people may get to the point where they actually need therapy with this one because they have bought in, partnered with the belief system around that regret. Sharing your feelings can provide validation. You just need validation. Perspective and emotional support during challenging times. Number four, learn and adapt. Use regrets as an opportunity for growth. Reflect on the lessons you've gained from your past choices and how they can inform your future decisions. Embrace the idea that each regret is a stepping stone towards greater wisdom. And number five, remember your toolbox. Practice mindfulness. Mindfulness techniques can help you stay present and grounded in the midst of regret.
by acknowledging your feelings without judgment. Acknowledge your feelings without judging yourself. You can reduce the emotional intensity of regret and gain clarity about your emotions. How about turning regret into growth? Anyone ready to turn their regret into growth? Let me see. Yes, in the chat. Let me see your hands up. And let me do a, a detox check-in. Is there anyone that's stuck? Is everyone okay out there? Yes, growing in my regret. Come on, Tate. Regret can be a powerful motivator for personal growth and positive change. Here's how you can harness the energy of regret to propel yourself forward. Number one, start setting new goals. Start, start with the new year. You know, we get picked on a lot when we're saying it's the new year. We're going to eat right. We're going to go to the gym. You know, we're going to work on no regrets. We're going to be someone who controls their emotions and not controlled by their emotions. I'm going to be an empathetic person. And people like to talk about those who believe that the, the new year is going to do something magical. But see, it's not that the new year is going to do something magical. Everybody needs a reset. Everybody needs a restart. Everyone needs some point in their life where they can give themselves permission to say, I need a reset. I got to reset this thing. I need, I need a time to do over. I need to start. So if the new year is yours, there's nothing wrong with that. You will run out of gas by the end of January, February, definitely by March. If you don't set up some parameters, some boundaries, Maybe some accountability partners or maybe even some timeline. OK, you're allowed to miss once a month at the gym. You're allowed to mess up once on the weekend from your eating plan. You know, whatever it is, it's nothing wrong with using January of every year as a reset, a restart. I need a fresh restart here. I need I need to start over. I need a do over. I need a um, um, what's the other word I want to say? I need to recycle these goals that I had. Don't let anybody make you feel bad because you use January 1st with that. It's nothing wrong with that. And I think if people would stop making us feel bad about it, we could probably continue it on longer than March. But please know, set up boundaries. Evangelist is typing it now. Set up boundaries. Get an accountability partner. Be kind to yourself when you make a mistake so that you can start over again. It's okay to do that. Set new goals. Yes, Barbara Brown. I see you. See you, Suzette. Identify areas of your life where you'd like to make different choices or improvements. That's a good time for your journal. Where's your journal at? Do you have your journal? Identify areas of your life where you'd like to make different choices or improvements. Set clear, actionable goals that align with your values and aspirations. It's no time like the present, January 21st. Start setting new goals. This one is always good to do. This is another way to turn regret into growth. Learn from your mistakes. You know, trial and error is costly. If you could read a book 
and make those changes, it would be for your, your best interest. If you could read the Bible and live according to the principles of the scriptures, it would be to your best interest. If you could obey everything our parents told us to do since we were young, it would be to our best interest. But how many know that that is not how life works? So some things we've learned from the wisdom of others, some things we're going to learn on here from soul detox, some things we're going to know from the Bible, some things we're going to know from prayer with God, some things we're going to learn from the pulpit and some things we're going to learn from the earth. We're going to learn it the old fashioned human way by mistakes. It's costly, but not everything in life can be learned from other people or other situations, sometimes our little hard-headed selves can only learn by mistakes. So if you're going to learn by mistakes, then learn by the mistakes. Take away the experience. Embrace the concept of failing forward. Embrace the concept. Remember we talked last night that no one fails by mistake. It was an action an inaction or an avoidance, right? So now that we've made that confession and we're free from the regret of that, now how we're going to look at failing, we're going to look at failing forward. So what does that mean? I'm learning from my mistakes. God didn't have me go through this, but since I chose to go this way, I'm going to fail forward. I'm going to learn from my mistakes. Understand that making mistakes and experiencing regret is a natural part of the learning process. There's not one person exempt in the entire globe. Use regret as a feedback to feed your decision making skills. That's it. And you know what? We, we don't like to say, you know, that's easier said than done, but it's never done if you don't do it, just do it. Get some help. We're here for that. This is what we do. Number three, how about developing some resilience? Uh-oh, somebody just had a revelation. How about developing some resilience? Building emotional resilience allows you to bounce back from setbacks and regrets with greater strength. Develop resilience by practicing self-care, maintaining a support network, and cultivating a growth mindset. Does everyone on here, under the sound of my voice, there's 97 of us on tonight. Do you have a support network? Are you aware of your support network? Who's that community for you? Yes, Destiny said yes. Kamisha said yes. Rochelle said yes. Make sure you have a support network. And they will be a great group to also be your accountability partners. That is so important. You know, I was reading that in, in, a, in an article earlier this year in 2023, and I was saying, do I have a support network? 
And I had to stop to think because sometimes we go, 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 go. And we don't even pay attention to the fact, wait a minute, this is my support network. I have a support network. I have caring people. I have um, loving people. I have people that I can be vulnerable with. I have a caring network. Make sure that you have a caring network. Yes, Thomasina. She says, I, my problem is I don't always reach out when I need help. And that's what you need to confess to your network so that they will do that for you. They will help and they will reach out to you. Well, Millie T, we have to set you up with a network that is important to have. And we don't want you to end these 30 days without having that network. Developing resilience, seek opportunities for redemption. Sometimes regret stems from actions that have hurt others. In such cases, consider ways to make amends or offer apologies if it's appropriate and can be done respectfully. Sometimes I've seen people so gun ho to apologize, but the people on the other end was not ready. And it turned out horrible. So don't run off to the races just yet and offer an apology. Talk it out. Work it out. You know, a, a therapist, if you want insurance to pay for a coach, if you want to get some momentum of forward moving in your life, break that ceiling of always feeling like I only can make it to eight. I never can make it to 10. Or every time I get to eight, I end up back at five again. You need a coach. Work it out. And then number five, visualize future success. Create a vivid mental image. And I would recommend as well, you get those sticky note boards. They're like maybe like a 12 by 12 or 14 by 14 or get a um, electronic board or some kind of easel. It's good to have it in your mind, most definitely. But please make sure that you also have it written in your new journal from Apple. Visualize future success. If we, if we don't keep hope alive, we drown. We need hope. Create a vivid mental image of your desired future. Use the vision as a source of motivation to make decisions that align with your goals and value. Thank you, Dawson. Dry erase board, vision board. It's important to visualize your future success. Listen, whenever you are stuck with making a decision, right? Let's just say that you, you, you battle with a lot of self-doubt. So because you battle with a lot of self-doubt, when it's time to make decisions, it takes you a long time or you're unsure because the last decision you made or how about the decision you made 10 years ago that feels like it was the last decision you made and it turned out so horrible. It's at the front of your mind. And anytime you have to make a decision, it shows up like PTSD. You know about those right there? You know what I have to say about that right there? If you look at where you want to be, where's the ultimate destination? What does five years before that look like? What does five years before that look like? What does 10 years before that looks like? And when you start making decisions, make sure the decisions line up with that plan of where you want to end up. I don't care how glorious it is. I don't care how tempting it is. I don't care how promising it is. If it doesn't line up with where it is that you intend to go, it's a distraction and don't let it happen. 
Boy, that looks like a promising opportunity. Yeah, Ishmael did too. And that didn't turn out well. If it doesn't align with where you want to go, you'll have to pass it up. So it's important to have this vivid mental image. It's important to have a written place, a notebook, draw it out, sketch it out and use this as your source of motivation and use it as a source of smart decision making. Because if it doesn't align with your goals and values, it's not what you should do. That's right, Angela. It's a distraction to purpose and vision. Yes, Vanessa, if it doesn't align, pass it up. I don't care how tempting it is. Regret is an inevitable part of life. Come on, Apostle Blue. Regret is an inevitable part of life, but how we respond to it can shape our future decisions and well-being. By embracing regret as a teacher, what is regret? and implementing strategies for managing it effectively, we can navigate our decision-making journey with greater wisdom, resilience, and emotional intelligence. That's right, Candy. Regret is a teacher. When you change how you think about a situation, you can actually dictate what it does to your life. That's right, Dominique, it's a teacher. Gwyneth, it's a teacher. Yes, by embracing regret as a teacher and implementing strategies for managing it effectively, we can navigate our decision-making journey with greater wisdom, resilience, and emotional intelligence. The wisdom of regret. Learn how regret can be a valuable teacher offering lessons for future decisions. We talked a second ago, just a little bit about decision-making resilience. Let me read this blurb to you. Decision-making resilience refers to our ability to bounce back from decisions that led us to regret or setbacks. It encompasses emotional strength, adaptability, and a growth-oriented mindset. In this section, we'll explore the concept of decision-making resilience and how to cultivate it. Resilient strategies, number one. Building decision-making resilience involves developing strategies to cope with the aftermath of regrettable decisions. You see how having regret, but if you have these coping mechanisms in place, you can bounce back. And when you can bounce back, that shows your level of resilience. And if you don't have these things set in place and you're still battling with regret, call me. Let's let's talk about it. Let's make a few appointments and get you through this. We can probably get you through this either in three sessions or three months. Even if we did it in three years, it's better than the rest of your life. Don't die with this thing. Number one, self-compassion. This is how you're going to build resilient strategies in your life. You have to like yourself. If you don't like to be alone, why should anyone else want to be with you? And I'm not talking about living alone. I'm not talking about having a lonely life. I'm talking about the fact that you can't be alone. As soon as your spouse leaves, you're blowing them up. Why are you doing this? 
Why is it? You know that he's out with the guys. You know that they're out with the girls. You knew this was happening. You knew it was coming up. And then you embarrass yourself by blowing their phone up. Come on. Out of the sandbox. Come on. It's time to come out of the sandbox. Give yourself some self-compassion. Love yourself. Show empathy to yourself. Are y'all hearing me tonight? If you can't be alone by yourself, why should anyone else want to be with you? That's a psychological statement. Do you understand that? And then if you are not your own best friend first, why should someone else want to be your best friend? If you are not your own best friend first, why should someone else want to be your best friend? Self-compassion. Practice it. Practice self-compassion by treating yourself with kindness and understanding. Recognize that everyone makes mistakes and regret is a natural part of life. I want you to type in the chat for me. Everyone makes mistakes. Yes, Thomasina, your own best friend. Mariah likes that. Fill that tank up. <laughs> I might have to get a T-shirt for that one. Everyone makes mistakes. Now, I want you to type this in the chat. Are you ready for a deeper level? I want you to put your name in and say, Suzanne makes mistakes. Use your name. Your name makes mistakes. Because you're going to get free. From this feeling to be perfect, this feeling from I, because I made a mistake, I'm an awful person, I'm a shameful person, I'm stupid. All the things that were said to you when you were younger is what comes up when you make a mistake. Let's put that ghost to flight tonight. Put your name in a statement and say makes mistakes and be free with it. And tomorrow when something happens, laugh and say, I make mistakes. Loose the ghosts from your life. All it does that I have encountered in sessions is that anyone who struggles when they make mistakes is usually is connected to something in their childhood where they were told something negative. The other piece of it, but it's like 20%. They did not know how to process emotions when they made mistakes. So the wrong emotions came forward. Nobody told them how to course correct the emotions so that they can understand when as they become an adult what happens when I make a mistake so either you were not told how to work your emotions as a young adult or child or the first option you connected to something someone said when you made mistakes And again, how to build that resilience with self-compassion, reflection and learning. After experiencing regret, take time to reflect on the decisions and its consequences. What can you learn from this experience and how can it inform you for future choices? How did you feel putting your name in it saying you make mistakes? Did anybody feel anything? Did anybody see anything 
leave the leave your your soul and go out the window. Come on, laugh. Laugh is good for the soul. We're dealing with some deep stuff right now. We're dealing with regrets. And I can imagine how deep these regrets go. Right. See, I wasn't allowed to make mistakes. So when you feel you made a mistake or you're told you made a mistake, it brings that up to you. And, you know, people have this saying nowadays is not that serious. It's really not that serious, but it is to some of us because of what it's connected to the ne negative connotation that was made to us when we were younger or how we perceived it. I felt free freedom. No longer care to be perfect. I began to feel lighter. I felt free. I owned it and released it. Good job. I'm so proud of y'all. I want to give you all a big hug right now. Come and get it. Come on and get it. Ebony's smiling. Come on and get this big hug. Reflection and learning. So after you experience regret, don't just make it go away. Don't just forget about it like the things people are going to tell you to do. Take time to reflect on the decision and the consequences because you want to learn from it. That's the one thing you want to do. You want to learn from it. Number three, positive self-talk. Replace self-critical or negative self-talk with positive affirmations. Where's your journal? Start writing some positive affirmations in your journal and make them up. And if you are stuck, if your heart is closed, where you find yourself unable to write or unable to express or unable to write your own affirmations, Google them. Just say 100 affirmations, go through them, pick the ones you like. And if you keep saying it over and over to yourself, not only are you going to improve in those areas, but by the end of the year, you will be able to write your own. I made so many mistakes when I was young, but I was never corrected or showed how to not make the same mistakes. Hashtag freedom. Beautiful. So positive self-talk, replacing all critical and self-critical negative self-talk with positive affirmations. Encourage yourself with statements like I can learn and grow from this. Can you type that in the chat for me? I can learn and grow from this. And when someone wants to remind you of something you did, I can learn and grow from this. Come on, put it in there. I can grow from this. I can learn and grow from this. Come on, write it down. Whew, I feel like we need an exhale. Does that feel good to you like it does to me? Mm-hmm. I'll have a shot of learning and growing from this, please. Freedom. And then again, we have to reinforce that support network. Lean on your support network, Thomasina and the rest of us. Lean on your support network for emotional guidance and encouragement. Share your experiences with trusted friends or seek guidance from a coach, therapist or counselor. And then there's always room for that growth mindset. So we're going to get ready to wrap it up. I'm going to hit this last part so we can pick up from a good place on tomorrow. Is everyone feeling okay? 
Decision-making resilience. Emotionally intelligent decision makers are resilient in the face of regret and setbacks. In this chapter, we've delved into the concept of decision-making resilience and how to cultivate it. We talked about resilient strategies, explore strategies for bouncing back from decisions that lead to regret, but we're going to go deeper. Embracing imperfection, understand the importance of accepting that no one makes perfect decisions all the time. Navigating life crossroads, career and life decisions, our careers and life paths are shaped by the decisions we make. In this chapter, we're going to talk further on how emotional intelligence can guide us through important career and life choices. Career alignment. Discover how emotional intelligence can help you align your career choices with your passions and values. This is what life coaching does. If you were able to get to this part of it, because it's, you know, there's a foundation to it and you have to build up to get to that place. Relationship decisions. Relationships play a significant role in our lives. God knows they're a big, significant partner of our lives, all relationships. And the decisions we make in the realm can have profound effects. In this chapter, we're going to go deeper with emotionally intelligent decision making in relationships. Healthy boundaries, understanding the importance of setting and maintaining healthy boundaries in relationships and navigating relationships transitions. Learn how emotional intelligence can guide you through difficult relationship decisions such as breakups and reconciliation. Somebody say reconciliation. So tomorrow we're going to start with some of the signs and steps to help you identify if you have regrets. So before I go, we haven't done a giveaway yet. So I want to do a giveaway. I want you to, um, if you don't have a journal yet, I want you to put in the chat for me, um, I need a journal or need journal, whatever the fastest you can type it. And Ebony's going to get all those names because it's not going to be a lot. <laughs> and we're going to put your name in a basket. And tomorrow we're going to pull your basket, your name from the basket. And whoever is pulled up, we're going to get you a journal. <laughs> Thank God for replay, Ebony. I want to bless you with a journal. And tomorrow we'll do another giveaway. So tomorrow we'll talk about the signs and steps to help you identify if you have a regret or regrets. We've talked in detail about them. Some of y'all have already been triggered in a healthy way that there are some regrets there. But these next 13 steps and these next scenarios, let me see how many scenarios I gave you in this one. Now this one I didn't do is badly. I'm going to go through seven scenarios that discusses regret and try to get us on the right side of it. We're going to talk about some of the negative consequences of not addressing your regrets. And then we're out of we're out of um, chapter six once we go through that. But it's not as easy as I just read it, of course. And then we're going to welcome our way into some personal growth because we've done a lot of work. We've been down at the bottom. And now when we get to chapter seven, we're going to start adjusting our oxygen because we're going to be coming up a little bit more.
Okay. I bless you all. I thank you for joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was exactly what you needed, or at least you left with something that you can work with. And most of all, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God bless you and good night. Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.